Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saturday Neon. Saturday Neon, guys, designs and manufactures officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. It's a company that was started by two Colorado Buffalo alumni, two former college roommates. It's Denver-based, locally owned and operated. They offer free shipping as well. Saturday Neon's a really cool company. Like I said, they design and manufacture officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. Imagine a Bud Light sign or a Coors Light sign in a window of a bar, but now imagine that that sign is of your favorite college school. So a Buffs logo or a Rams logo. They manufacture and design all of those. They look really cool. They use LED neon, not glass neon. They're easy to mount. And when you buy something from Saturday Neon, it comes with all the necessary mounting hardware. This is perfect for your office, for your man cave, for your bedroom. It's a great gift idea as well. So check these guys out. Use code DNVR for 10% off your purchase at SaturdayNeon.com. That's code DNVR for 10% off your purchase at SaturdayNeon.com. Here we are. Here we are, guys. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, well, welcome in to a loser's lounge. Womp, 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 womp. And that was a tough one. Uh, we are, of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DNVR when you download and sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Harrison went alongside Brendan Vote, Eric Weedham, and superstar Dev Johnson, who I'm with you, Dev. I also want to fall asleep after that game. I'm also tired of, after, of watching that. I wish that I was asleep during the game so i wouldn't have to be on the show if i would have fell asleep on the show like during the game you guys would have been like hey you can't talk about what happened there but i was up i forced myself to be up and uh pain is all we know yeah i mean how this game went guys was the first half it was unwatchable yeah no team could hit a shot outside of the paint and uh, I, I think the Nuggets and Clippers combined to hit like two threes or three threes in the entire first half. Still, Denver was in control of the game. They were in control of the game in the third quarter. And the Nuggets were up by what? 20? Did, did they get up by 20? They were up by 25? 25. Was up 25. 25. 25 points the Nuggets were ahead by. And Denver blew a game and a lead tonight in embarrassing fashion. It, it was embarrassing how the Nuggets lost this game and how... They just self-destructed at the end of the third quarter and the end of the fourth quarter. I want to jump right to the end of the game because as bad as the Nuggets were in the second half, they still had a chance to win this. 
Denver got the ball down two with you know under 10 seconds left with a timeout. Nikola Jokic dribbles to the three-point line, shoots the ball with like four seconds left, and then Aaron Gordon, his desperation kind of follow jumper slash tip doesn't go. Denver should have called a timeout there, right? No, I'm not crazy here. There's no doubt about it. But Jokic had the ball. He's bringing it up the floor. Uh, He's looked looks like he has no sense of urgency whatsoever. Anyway, uh, he absolutely needed a timeout. And then also the shot selection from Jokic was bizarre. It just was. I mean, I know that guy has to figure so much out in these moments when so much is stacked against him. But that was a weird shot too. But yeah, the no timeout is the first thing. First thing. It's like I can, in a way, I can see part of the argument for not calling a timeout. Look, we want to catch him off guard. We've got the ball in the hands of our best player, the MVP, the most disrespected MVP in NBA history. He's got the ball in his hands. That's where we want it to be. But with that little time remaining and just with where Jokic was on the floor, like you have a timeout, you save a timeout at the end of games to use in situations like that. I want to die. I just want to (laughs) die. What I seen was a... First off, I seen a, a frustrated Jokic, you know, especially in that second half. Um, and a, as far as um, just the, the the final shot, there was one guy that like we thought that the game was like not good. There was one guy that really did not want to be there, that really did not want to go into overtime, and that's Jokic. For him to go and and shoot a three pointer and that mm. type of three pointer, he just didn't want to be there. He was like, either we're gonna win or we're gonna lose, but we're mm. not going through another quarter of this. Yeah. Um. As far as the timeout, I, I'm not gonna say I I, I like wish that they would have you know took the timeout because if you look at the last play before that, they they set it up where Jokic started in the back court so that they could not double-team him, put it in, the, in his hands, and him and Aaron Gordon had the connection that was going the entire time. So they, they put him in a point guard spot where he could make the decision, and that's what you want. You want your best player to have the ball in his hands and to make the decision. Jokic elected to shoot the three-pointer, so that's kind of on him, even though there was other things that I really did not like from Malone. That one was one that I knew that they just wanted to generate some offense in a different way instead of a setup where it was going to be a double team, and then we would have been arguing and, and pissed off if they had Faku shooting the game-winning shot. Harder to double out of a out of a timeout, though, right? I mean, you can run something. You can get Jokic in motion. I'd even rather have Jokic running in action to get him in the corner than just a pull-up three. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I just thought with the way Denver couldn't score to save their own lives, to just find a way to—I mean, I could see maybe transition. You, you could, you would think it goes better, but I think you got to try to draw something up there. And Dude, you have to. You have like, to. That's yeah. not even a hindsight twenty twenty. That's a foresight is twenty twenty. As it was happening, like, present side is twenty twenty. Yeah. We were all screaming. I was positive that I just was mistaken, and they just didn't have a timeout left. And I looked and I... I, You purposely leave a timeout to call in those situations. Dude, I am so beside myself with the way that that last... The Clippers scored 28 points in the first half tonight. 28 28 points. points. The Clippers scored in the first half. And they won. That team won the game. Are you kidding? They finished with 87 effing points. It was embarrassing uh, how Denver lost this game tonight. So I've got a bunch of stuff, uh, a bunch of bones to pick with, with Michael Malone. And I saw... I peeked at some of the quotes from the post game. It seems like he's taking a lot of blame for this one, as he should. The no timeout on the last play was bad. Faku Gimpasso played the last 17 minutes of this game. 
He checked in with five minutes left in the third quarter and then played the entire fourth quarter. He was on the floor, and I'll talk about this stretch in a second, for when the Clippers went to that zone and the Nuggets could absolutely not do anything to beat that zone. And then it was on the floor for the entire fourth quarter tonight. And Faku finishes with two points on 0 of 6 shooting, <sighs> 0 of 5 from 3. He was a minus 19 in 28 minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, do, does anyone have an attempt at the rationale? I, I, no, I, I kind of do. I, I have an attempt at the rationale. First Let's off, um, they just don't have an interior passer. They don't have a guy that That's can, my thought. That can get the ball to Jokic. So but, you... You, Faku has to be the best passer on the team. You know, that's not Jokic, and Jokic needs to have the ball in his hands. So the idea is to have a guy that's going to pass the ball to Jokic or get them going. Um, also, that's going to be able to break the offense or the, the zone. The issue with that is Faku can't shoot. God damn it. Like, that's what it all comes down to. You, you shoot teams out of zones or you make them respect you where – they're not going to be able to double team the entire time. You're not going to see the Warriors get double teamed. It's just not going to happen. They can shoot the three ball. You're not going to see like the Bucks or teams like that get, you know, Giannis is going to see double teams, but they can't just put a whole team on double teaming him because he has shooters around him. And when you have a guy like Faku Compazzo on the court, you have a guy like Aaron, I mean, sorry, uh, Austin Rivers, who goes 0 for 4 from the three-point line, it's easy to Ooh. defend them. They made themselves sure. easy to defend for the entire night. So, that you know that makes it very hard, but that's just me trying to put some type of rationale on a very tough decision. To, to follow up that point real quick, yeah, sure. and then I'll get to you, Please. vote. I think there's something to that, and you saw exactly what Dev was just talking about. Late, there's a possession from this game that just sticks out of my mind. The Nuggets were down 83-81 with two minutes left. Jokic had Nick Batum, Batum on him for the entire possession. The Nuggets spent 20 seconds trying to get him the ball. They couldn't, and then the possession ended with Faku missing a three. Yep. His fifth missed three of the night. Yeah. And I think, you know, whatever it may be, like, yes, he is a good passer, so in theory he should be your interior passer and your entry passer, but he also has this compounding effect where teams aren't guarding him, especially when he started that poorly. And so, okay, sure, he can make the pass, but the spacing's horrible, and it's that much easier to double Jokic. So if this was a night where maybe Faku was three of five from deep, right? Good God. Because I know he plays defense, and I know he's got the interior passing, but it, then may, maybe. But he hadn't done anything up until that point to show you, like, no. he's turning the tide of this game positively. No, and not only that, like, from a defensive standpoint, the guards crushed the Nuggets coming down the, the stretch. Like, Yoke, uh Malone opted to go with Austin Rivers and Faku Campazo alongside Monte Morris, and then the guards just got trashed mm -hmm. and completely. I mean, I, there's not a single decision that was made in the last ten minutes of this game that I can even like invent a defense for. I, I like I. It, it feels like like maybe Malone was like looking out and like didn't see Faku because he was too short or something. Like he's like, Oh, is he still out? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's still out there. We're, like, we're, we're stooping to short jokes. Dude, that's how, that's how down bad we are. Right I now. don't like, I, I like, I'll draw I, the line there. I am a stupid man. I don't know anything. I, I don't know. I don't understand basketball. That's true. And watching this game, I was like, I don't, I'm stupid. And this is dumber than anything I could come up with. I agree. Um, one, to just defend Faku in just the slightest way, 
the guard play was bad tonight. Yeah, it was not just him. It was the guard play was so bad that it's like, what are the other guys bringing? And that's where it kind of. I mean, we're gonna get to him in a minute, but that's where it falls on like guys like Bones Highland because he's a guy that can pass and he also can shoot teams out of you know those type of situations. So. For for Malone to not have another guy to fall back on or to rely on, that makes it really, really difficult for a guy like Faku who can't shoot the ball. And also they want to try to get some type of passing into Jokic, their best player. But really, the thing is everyone knows how to defend the Nuggets and also Tyrone Lue, really arguably the best coach in the NBA. Like he understands how to, you know, adjust on the fly and also how to you know force other guys to beat you so he did a really good job the Clippers did a really good job of first off not allowing the Nuggets to get out and run or score in any like capacity whatsoever but also if you think about it Aaron Gordon goes for 30 points in a game that they only scored 86 yeah (laughs) yeah you know like that's a good defensive like like mindset that they came into the game with and like they capitalized so there's, there's, it's, it's tough to, to, you know, to just go all out on Faku, who was really, really shitty tonight. <laughs> but everyone else, like, like all the other guards, but like, well, yeah. But like, why, why do they have to close with three? Exactly, guards? that's the, yeah. right. Could like, it, could it or should have been Jeff Green? I mean, and I would have I mean, to go back and, and double check that that Clippers lineup down the stretch. But, but I mean, F matching up with size at that the, point. This is yeah, what Adam yeah, gets. You're right, like, you're right. Why are we responding to the Clippers? You like, are they right. smell. Who cares? If we why are we responding to a team that just scored 28 <laughs> points in a half? What are we doing? And not only that, like the other thing is. So we saw the same closing lineup last night or the previous game, but it was like, all right, you know, uh, Malone's riding the hot hand. Austin Rivers having a great night. All right, you you stick with them. Like, these guys are playing well, so you reward them. But, like, that was not the case tonight. Austin Rivers did not have a great game going into this, into the fourth. Faku did not have a great game going into It wasn't a matter of where you just, like, ride the hot hand. It was just like. It was weird. it was weird. It was just like he had an idea like, oh, this is what we closed with last night. First off, why did you close with them last time? Why? Oh, I want to kill myself. All right, somebody go up. Well, I just, <laughs> we talked about the guard play really quick. I just want to, uh, Austin Rivers 0 for 4, Facundo Capazzo 0 of 6, Davon Reed 0 of 2, Bones Highland 0 of 5. There was no Nuggets guard other than Monte Morris who made a basket tonight is yeah. what you're getting at. L- literally, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so then it comes down to who does Malone trust? That's okay, like not really, a guard. That's what it. Not a guard. Dave no, Ray no, that's all he trusted. That's no, actually, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. all he trusted was guards. He he trusts Faku in those type of situations where it's like, I would rather you know this guy try to pass it or try to you know make things happen. Yeah. Because I'm you know he's not believing in the other guys that they have on the team. Like that goes on to show how much he really is not, you know, bought into the team and the guys that he has there because. You know, against a Clipper team like that, I'm sure he looked at it and he said, hey, who who was the guys that was in those big runs that we had early? And he, he asked some guys. I'm sure looking at it, you don't think about, you know, who's having a horrible game or who hasn't made a shot because they were up by 25 points in the game. So you want to go with the guys that you feel confident in. I feel like Malone got a little too confident in his guys, <laughs> and that's when you see, like, these type of games. So really, I don't want to defend Faku. I don't, but I really think that it was just more so, like, who else does he go with? Yeah. I said there were three bones I had to pick with Malone. Let me get to my third. <laughs> the no timeout on the last play, the 17-minute so straight ultra marathon that Faka Kimbasa ran in the second half. The third is 
Denver was up 10 points, 62-52, with 125 left in the third. Nikola Jokic goes out of the game. The Clippers go to a 2-3 zone. They stayed in that zone for the next four-plus minutes and want, went on a 12-4 run. End of the third to beginning of the fourth. Denver stuck with, I think, the same lineup throughout that whole span. Faku, Jeff Green, James Ennis, Davon Reed, and Zeke Naji. Denver could not get anything going against this 2-3 zone. Uh, Clippers were forcing the Nuggets to shoot from three. I mean, you've got Faku, Jeff Green, James Ennis, Davon Reed. Four guys I don't really trust shooting the three right now. <laughs> no substitutions, no, no change-up, no, no switching uh, strategy. It was just pretty much the Nuggets throwing the same thing at the Clippers 2-3 zone for four minutes straight, and L.A. just took advantage, like I said, for <sighs> four-plus minutes in a row. And that really got the Clippers back in the game because by the time Jokic came back, it was a two-point game. Yeah, in that in that stretch or just in that situation, you just go and look at the reason that the, the, the zone worked for so long. The Nuggets shot 12% from three tonight. <laughs> 12. <laughs> they went 4 of 33 from four, beyond the arc. 4 12. of 33. <laughs> You're and going I to be able to zone that team, especially uh, without their best player uh, in, the, in the game. And and if you think about it, Aaron Gordon had 30 points. Jokic finishes with 8 assists. There goes all the offense. Uh, that's every single basket they had in the game, pretty much. He, Jokic has 21 points. He has 8 assists. Aaron Gordon has 30. No one else helped. And they did not shoot well from three. So it's easy to just say, you know, give Jokic the ball, give Jokic the ball. They're double teaming them. They're triple teaming them. They didn't even, they were switching every single thing. They had a guy touching them at all times because they were like, hey, we're going to beg someone else to like to, to score. We're going to dare someone else to score. And they dared them and, and it went through. So that was a horrible offensive game for the Nuggets. And it was easy. I think anybody could have guarded them tonight. Yeah. It was a really rough one. Definitely, you know, up there with Denver's worst losses of the season. <laughs> the good news, the Nuggets are still above 500, Yay. 20 and 19. Denver starts a six-game homestand. Maybe they'll have DeMarcus Cousins. How badly does the Nuggets' second unit need DeMarcus Cousins? And their starting unit. And, man. <laughs> By the way, Jermichael Green played 17 minutes tonight. Like, they and he started looked, him yeah. and then just... Yeah, throw him on the show. I'm not saying he like played well and they went away from him. It was just he was, was a plus 15. Really bizarre. Minutes. Yeah, like he didn't necessarily do anything great, but things were going fine. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just yeah. another note. Really weird. Yeah, like I said, really, really tough one tonight. But hopefully, greener pastures await the Nuggets when <laughs> they get back to Denver. Uh, Let's uh, hit Nikola Jokic's night because. We were getting ready to debut a, a great new segment on this show. I don't think we could do it. Guys. And I we can't gotta, believe are, are we have made, to are, debut it tonight. I don't know if we can. <laughs> we have to. Eric made the graphic. I did. I made two graphics. Yeah. Uh, um, Kale, do you want to bring it up here so we can check it out? Yeah, maybe you got to give a little backstory for the, for the pregame. So if you guys didn't watch the pregame show, Michael Malone made a comment tonight that everybody on this panel just – vehemently disagreed with. He said Nikola Jokic is not sexy. <laughs> the man is incredibly sexy. We, we established that oh. in the pregame. Um, so from now on, we're going to decide how sexy every Nikola Jokic game was tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to go around. So here, and, are the, uh, here are the stages. Yeah, here we go. Cold fish stew. Not My good. My God. <laughs> yeah, that's Purga never good. Then that's purgatory pouty. That's okay. not quite 
uh, cold fish stew. Standard sexy. Just the standard. Or the sambor smolder. Okay. Or hot to trot. Hot to trot. <laughs> sambor smolder. This is some of your best work. I'm going to give you a raise. <laughs> Where would you place this graphic? Dude, I'm going uh, hot to trot. Let's, let's go one. to Dev first. Where do you have Jokic's sexy meter tonight? Or I'm just going to phrase it this way. How sexy was Nikola Jokic tonight? I'll say that he was uh he was standard standard yeah. sexy I think he was standard, standard sexy, sexy. Uh, okay. like like very much sexy for sure like there's no doubting that he's an attractive you know human being and, and, and you know you're like hey he 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 probably gets some play out there you know but you don't you don't think that that was like like smoldering like you no there was really no somber smoldering it, it was no somber smolder like he wasn't on the he and he's definitely not trotting anymore. no hot no hot to yeah. trot either. if they would have won the game i probably would have been somewhere else like completely um but i think that that was a pretty standard um to sexy game from standard him. sexy um i the, the the turnovers like a bit too many um for me i think that like it's still the careless passes that like I feel like he gets frustrated or he wants guys to be where they're supposed to be and they're, they're still not. So yeah. he just kind of, you know, gets back to the actually the pouty um, part um, when those type of things happen. So <laughs> dipped you, you into the pouty. Yeah, was it? Purgatory pouty. Oh, purgatory pouty. So you get to see a wide, like, like, like area of, of what you've seen tonight. So I'm just going to go with sexy, like standard, standard sexy. sexy standard well, sexy. he probably was a little uh, purgatory pouty tonight because no question. he just couldn't get the ball. <laughs> that made me that made me purgatory. Yeah. Uh, the last Eric Liedem, how sexy was Nikola Jokic tonight? Nikola Jokic, well, I mean, he was standard sexy. I mean, yeah. that's the right answer. He was standard sexy. He gave us a stat line that we all have come to appreciate and expect, which is he rattled off a double-double like, like nobody's business. Uh, and then when he had a chance to really get smoldering, he get the ball was stolen from him, or it was not even – it didn't even make it to him. So I, I'm I, I am sitting here thinking about my answer. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what what can, what can I say that's you? Yeah, we need, we need to assign other areas. I mean, Jokic is standard sex. Jokic's sexiest play tonight was the Sombor. I know oh, that, that Sombor. That was a it was hot hot very sexy. Full on very sexy, man. But By the way, Sombor shuffle. He was shooting like zero percent on the year. He hadn't in. made one in a while. Yeah, so like, and that was that was maybe it the, was a pretty deep the highest one degree of difficulty. He's hit some classic Sombors against. The Clippers, of course, the one in the bubble, which was like a three over Paul George from the top of the key. Very sexy Sombor tonight's was really nice too. Uh, but Jokic finished tonight: twenty-one points, thirteen rebounds, eight assists, five turnovers, only fourteen shots, nine of fourteen from the field. A lot of that was the inability to give him the ball. Yeah, with regards to only taking 14, it's the first quarter and the fourth quarter. And in the first quarter, he wasn't very aggressive, but who cares because they dominated. Right. So I don't He had really, a ton of assists. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, he should have been more aggressive. And then in the fourth quarter, they literally could not get him the ball. I thought they were trying some new stuff, fellas. The high-low flash was there, but my God, are they bad at it. And I, I went, It was working a little in the first half. In the first, but yeah. it was still... Like, Philly had to figure that out because teams just knew, like, Ben Simmons and Embiid together. Like, this is not hard to figure. Philly had to figure out how do we get Embiid the ball, and Denver's going through it now. And this, particularly in the, with the high-low, which they tried tonight, this looks like a team that needs to practice, that needs to practice together hmm. because these are almost all things that have been talked about in theory. It's It looks like, and then they're going out on the court and just sort of stumbling their way through it. So good thought tonight. They tried some new things, but the execution was so bad. Yeah. Cold really fish stew. Bad. Yeah. Cold fish stew. 
Yeah. It was it was a tough night uh, for Jokic. I mean, <laughs> you think about it on paper, and he should have been hot to trot tonight. Should have been hot to trot. Everybody knows it. You look at the lineup that the Clippers were rolling out there. The biggest guy they played tonight was Marcus Morris. Yeah. Let's hit a break real quick, and uh, we'll get to our DraftKings king of the game on, on the other side oh. here. A guy who had a great night for Denver, and I really want to talk about his night a lot. I'm pretty sure our guy Crystal Ghost is like several deep right now, but Breckenridge Brewery is the official <laughs> beer of DNVR. They also have regular seltzers. Catching strays um, from Brett. No, no, he tagged me before the game. Okay. At saying he got some Breck Brew. Let's freaking uh, go. You guys know we love Breck Brew. They're official beer DNVR. And right now, you can order food from their farmhouse. You can still order curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. Call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. for pickup. Use code DNVR for $5. Of course, the farmhouse has delicious food and booze. But I think right now, you guys just want to get your hands on the booze. So check out the Breck Beer Locator. Uh, you tell it what where you live, what you're looking for. It'll tell you where to go. And you can also get beer delivered from the Drizzly app or just head to your nearest grocery store. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. And by the way, please check out that uh, Mile High City Copper Lager. Please check it out. The Denver Nuggets just, beer. Just check it out. It, go, it, it goes down a lot easier than second halves do. I promise you. I promise you that. And Ball knows that people are what make Ball special, and that's why they're looking for more special people. Uh, right now, they are hiring, and the, the position is on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process. At Ball's Plants, the company is offering a very competitive twenty-seven thirty-nine per hour with potential for increase at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant. The production technician role touches on other stages of production making, aluminum, cans, and ends does that sound appealing to you well you can apply by texting golden to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions you can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text golden to 77222 also check out strava craft coffee use code dnvr25 get 25 percent off your first order of strava for recurring customers use code dnvr20 get 20 percent off strava craft coffee pack with cbd Takes away uh, back pain, neck pain, arthritis, migraines. If you have trouble with any of those, check out Strava Craft Coffee. Oh, sorry, it's a Wednesday show. DNVR25, 25% off your first order. DNVR20 for returning customers. Man, I thought I nailed that one. You're welcome, Ball. That's oh, yeah, free. I think I might want to get, get some Strava for the migraine I feel coming on after that, uh, oh, that game we just watched. All right, we are back here on the DNVR Nuggets post game lounge presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. <sighs> Make sure to use code DNVR when you. Download and sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Let's get to our DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game, uh, Mr. Aaron Gordon. An incredible game tonight from Aaron Gordon, guys. 30 points, 12 rebounds. I think that's a season high. I know it's his most rebound since December 1st. He had eight rebounds in the first half tonight. That was his most since December 1st. So I think this is probably one of his season highs. 11 of 16 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, 7 of 7 from the line. Dev, I'll go to you first. What stood out most to you about Aaron Gordon's night tonight? The the cohesion and the connection that him and um, Nikola Jokic mm, had. Yeah. Like, that was the best connection I think they've had since he's been in Denver. It just seemed to be um, like he just knew exactly where Jokic needed him to be. 
um, back dooring, always moving, active. And he scored in different ways than we used to seeing him score. Like, usually it's just like a post-up every single time where he's just overpowering guys. That time he's moving without the ball and finding holes in the I defense. I loved that part. And just yeah. dunking. Every yep. single time he, he dunked, it was, he's just right there. Um, he, he got to the free throw line, knocked down, you know, seven to seven from the three uh, from the free throw line. So he was just ultra ag- aggressive in his game and, and used that athleticism um, in, in ways that we haven't seen. It's not just, you know, jumping high, but he's he's grabbing boards. He's, um, you know, creating mismatches and just, you know, a high flyer that just kind of is starting to get the IQ of it all. So I think just them, you know, being on the same uh, wavelength. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it was just him cutting. Yeah, it's just awesome. Cutting like that's the thing where you, that you watch that you go, okay, cool. Do that all the time, and also do that all the time during this game, so we don't lose it. <laughs> not just cutting though, but also driving. Right when he already had the ball, not settling for jumpers. But the, we, yeah, we see him do that. That thing where it's like you just desperately want somebody to play off of Nikola Jokic and be it. You know, like actually having some gravity sure. around the outside of the rim. It's been so open long spacing. since yes. we saw someone else moving as Jokic has the ball. Yes, but then also it doesn't just have to be uh, drive Stick, and skin. kick threes. Uh, uh. Like we can get guys that also then cut to the rim. That's another element of basketball that's available to them. Anyone, Jokic. Anyone's seven of seven from the line, Eric, right? An area where he usually struggles. So you got to like virtually everything about his night tonight. To nit point, four turnovers to one assist. To nitpick, rather. But that's a blemish on the guy who played really, really well tonight. And Denver was really only in that second half because of his activity. So probably a, a, as good as we've seen Aaron Gordon look offensively. Hot to trot. <laughs> he was hot to trot He tonight. was hot to trot. <laughs> I really liked Aaron Gordon's night because pretty much like all you guys said, he really played to his strengths. I was kind of upset at him after that Thunder game because he just really was roaming around the three-point line all game. And today he got back into the paint and did what he did best. Cut off Nikola Jokic, move without the ball, finish plays at the rim. I mean, he went 11 of 16. He was 5 of 6 in the first half, and his only miss was from 3. All his makes were in the restricted area. And tonight he goes 10 of 12 from 2-point range. All those shots were in the restricted area. Dunks, layups taking advantage of mismatches when he can. I still want to see more of that tonight. We actually really didn't get that too much. He got most of his points off off cuts and just kind of duck-ins and stuff like that. I want to see you know, Denver look to exploit him on mismatches more. But all in all, I mean, 30 points. It, it, it was the Nuggets' leading scorer, leading scorer of the game. It was a huge night for him. You know what, uh, you know, what people are not going to talk about? How much the Nuggets desperately needed Will Barton in that game. Mm. They, they, they truly did, did need him. And it was great to see Aaron Gordon step up and be that um, extra guy because they really did need the scoring on a night like this. But just having a, a playmaker and a, a guy that can get Jokic the ball. Like uh, a lot of times they talk about, you know, Will Barton be a like a, a ball stopper or um, a guy that, you know, takes selfish shots. But he's also one of the best, like, passers to Jokic. He's one of the yeah. guys that – you also have to respect his three-point shot. So, like, just missing that, that, like, is something that, you know, I, I didn't think about until later on mm. in the game. Or just in hindsight because they lost the game. I saw someone in the chat say, if Barton's out there, they still blow the lead, but then they win by five. I feel like that's, <laughs> Maybe. I feel like that sounds about right. Maybe. I think Dev makes a great point. They absolutely missed Will Barton tonight. Um, look, I, 
I'm pretty sure Will Barton would have made a three tonight. Maybe he would have helped Denver shoot five of 34 from three. I bet he could have gotten the ball to Nikola Jokic on a couple of those post-ups. Um, Will Barton averages 4.2 assists per game this year. It's the second most on the Nuggets, tied with Monte Morris. <laughs> he also drives, right? Which, like, Denver shot gets into the paint. 33 tonight. So you sure AG did it. Yeah. And Monte tried a little bit in the second half, but you sure would have liked to see a guard who tried or could get into the paint. Oh, Barton's been playing with Nikola Jokic longer than anyone on this roster. If there's somebody who can get him the ball, it's probably him. And I'm, I'm or glad Monte Morris. I'm glad we made that point because he's been so maligned for the last couple of weeks. But then I also want to circle back and say that Clippers team was so short-handed that the guys who did suit up tonight, like, it is true Will Barton would have helped, but the guys who did suit up tonight did not, like, that's... And I'm not saying you're using it as one, and they don't listen to us, but, like, that's not an excuse, you know <laughs> no, what I mean? Like, It is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine the next day they, like... Oh man! Yeah, we shouldn't Vote's have used a, that as an excuse. Vote's got a great point yeah. here. I'm gonna, you guys know about it. You guys know. Yeah, what I mean. uh, absolutely. There's this is listen. This is the yang to the yin. This is as bad as it gets. Okay. Uh, there's nothing we can look at in this game that is positive. It truly outside of Aaron Gordon's play, but Aaron Gordon should play to that level every night, right? Th this is just. Uh, kind of what you get sometimes with NBA basketball, like particularly with this season, the, how like bizarre it is and the players shuffling in and out. Like analyzing this game is just, it's folly. Like, I, you know, what I, like to really like break down what went wrong. It's like, dude, those guys sucked. <laughs> they couldn't hit shots. They made bad choices. They couldn't make entry passes. They were indecisive. Malone made terrible decisions down the stretch. Uh, all that being said, they still were up by 25 points. And like this should not have been a contest. We were laughing about how stupid this game was uh, when the Nuggets were on the lopsided end of the positive. And then as it turned out, like as it went down, it got more ridiculous somehow. Like mm -hmm. watching the Nuggets like try to figure something out or they just like like nothing was working at all like nothing they weren't talking they weren't uh, th that possession you talked you brought up was the one that stuck out the most in my mind too when which one where they couldn't get Jokic the ball the get, Faku three couldn't get Jokic the ball we're dribbling around the outside just yeah. passing it back and forth between guards somehow none of them are able to even drive if, if they like it's not only that they can't get Jokic the ball they're like think it's as though they don't think they're allowed to dribble past the three-point line at a certain point. Dude, I don't know what was going on tonight. Like, I don't... I, I, the only thing, the players, though, Eric, like, is that those issues aren't new, right? Like, you are right that this was Except ridiculous. Except they just won two games in a row and they... No, no, no. These, no I, I'm not saying, like, the team sucks, get rid of everyone. Like, you like, are right. Sure. You are right that, like, better feeling about the team is just around the corner, all of that. But the I don't reason... Mean that. Well, I, <laughs> about this better feeling than this immediate moment yes. just around the corner. A win away. But I think why people are frustrated right now, it's, it's the second half over and over oh, and over again. And it's the inability to get Jokic the ball. Like Those are process issues. Those are structural issues. And it's like structural rot right now. Until they clean that up, they could be up by 30 at halftime. We're all going to make the same joke, and it's not a joke. You know? Like, that's not enough points. Yeah. So bad. It, what it boils down to is it was a very winnable game. And oh. the Nuggets have dropped in embarrassing fashion more than one, more than a couple, more than several very winnable games so true. this season. And that's the frustrating part. In a season where Denver is just in a position where it has to take every single win that I can, that I can get 
And if they have a winnable game, the Nuggets just have to capitalize. They have to win the game that they're in position to win. And they didn't get the job done tonight. So it was frustrating. Really frustrating. Uh, cold fish stew. Am I right, fellas? I mean, they got to figure out how to get him the ball. They just have to. Like, that is priority number one, two, and three. Yep. Um, let's hit another break. We've got Adam Mares straight off the Nuggets post-game zooms. And off health Ready. and safety protocols. And out of health and safety protocols. You know how when, um, when a guy comes out of health and safety protocols in the NBA... They need like a day to get their conditioning ramp back up. Yeah, yeah. That's what Adam's doing right now. Oh, he's, he's just, getting his conditioning ramp back up. He's he's just uh, holding a fake mic going. Oh, he's he's, out, he's out of here's protocols, just here's getting his conditioning wrong. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's Escape Artist Wednesday. Light Shade Dispensary, Colorado's premier dispensary. Ten locations, soon to be eleven, and they carry Escape Artist, which is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado. We've told you right now, topical brands, right? So, so think like creams, like to ease some of that muscle pain. Hell yeah, dude! About, Eric. How about an eight, how about an eight hundred to eight hundred cream? If that's a bit too much for you, they also have standard one to one, high ratio twenty to one. Um, founded and formulated by food and pharmaceutical scientists that believe in a brand that should sh- truly exemplify the Colorado lifestyle, which is smoking pot. Head to Light Shade, <laughs> use promo code DNVR. Facts. You're going to get 25% off each purchase. Uh, you may have noticed that that's not working for you when you check out online, but when you go to pick up your order, they will give you 25% off. It's it's a it's an issue with doing it online, but the they should be giving you 25% off each purchase. Code DNVR. And if they don't get in their face and just start ye- go eat yeah. shit, be yeah. like Brendan Vote told me that yeah. I can take my shirt off and start yelling. And they'll be like, listen. We all know who Brendan Vote is, but we've never heard of this uh, discount. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't yell, but they should give you twenty five percent off. Use code DNVR. Oh, and is there more? Yeah, there is more. And DraftKings, America's top rated sportsbook, wants you to get skin in the game with new same game parlays. And look, football season's winding down. Sure, it wasn't fun for Broncos fans or Giants fans, hey man, or really oh. anyone in this room at all, but. It can be more fun with DraftKings because the NFL playoffs are here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game, bet just $5, and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. And of course, all customers can also get in on the DraftKings Hammer the Over. Guys, when this pops mm. up, you yeah, got to get yeah, in on ha- it. Another Hammer the Over on DraftKings it, right now. Free money. It's going to literally be a full lock guarantee. So get in there, Hammer the Over. For every 5,000 betters who take the over, uh, the point total will lower by half a point. So get in there. It should be pretty low. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5, win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DNVR. This wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. The one bet I like tonight, Fokker Camposo over, over 0.5 blocks. Got it. He got one. He's now third on the Nuggets in blocks. <laughs> That's not good. Jokic has 27. Gordon has 22. Faku has 19. <laughs> that is actually wild. That's a wild one. All right. Without further ado, let's bring on Adam Mares here straight from the Nuggets post-game zooms. Any chance we can just bring on Adam and bring ourselves off? Yeah. End the show with it. <laughs> hey, man. How's it going? Yeah. 
Oh my God, you guys. All I know is when I was there hosting the show, the Nuggets never blew a 25-point lead. That can't be true. That, that can't never be happened. true. That's every game. It was like a 38-point lead. Yeah. <laughs> guys, this one sucked. I don't know what else to say. It sucked. I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but my God, this in a season full of just like pain and disappointment, this one just, um, it's right up there. It's right up there. Afterwards, Michael Malone will get you over. Only Yoke, Malone and Jokic spoke, by the way. They cut that off really quickly. I don't think they were in the mood to talk too much. Um, Everybody Malone, else was planning where they're going out tonight, probably. According to Michael Malone, yes, he says in today's NBA, a lot of guys are more, when they come to L.A., they're more concerned about where they're headed and their mind's not in the game. I, I will say Malone was interesting tonight because he was really, obviously he was really frustrated, and he started the press conference by taking the blame, just saying, okay. you know, this is a trend with us. Obviously, if this keeps happening, like I have to look in the mirror and blame myself. But he also spent a lot of this game sort of making, you know, like his temper was clearly flared up. So he made a couple little comments here and there, that being one of them, about guys wanting to go out in L.A. tonight. Um, his, but he said, I'll just get into some of these quotes. He said, if you can't get the ball to Nikola Jokic, then you have a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I would agree with. Uh, the team really really can't do that and their entire offense shuts down um he said losses like this one keep him up for weeks which i believe i believe that's true yeah um i asked him about bones highland though here was an interesting one. bones keeps getting benched right he plays poorly in the first half although i would note bones highland tonight a zero on the plus minus scale i believe is that correct yeah a zero yeah so as bad as he was I, it, you you sometimes look at bench a guy and you're like well it couldn't be worse it was so much worse in the second half without Bones Highland I want to talk about that here in a second hmm. with you guys but he said the trend was in Oklahoma City he actually requested to come out he said he just doesn't have his legs tonight hmm. if you recall he was in protocols but then cleared so he flew in commercial so he said that one at least was Bones saying hey coach don't put me in but tonight he said, you know, the shot wasn't falling for him. And if the shot's not going to fall every night, which it's not going to, then you've got to help your team out, especially on the defensive end. So he felt defensively that, you know, that was the issue for Bones Highland. Yeah, two um, straight games, Bones has been benched in now. It happened in two straight games. And um, Davon Reed got more minutes tonight. And uh, James Ennis wasn't in the second half for defense, too. And I'll talk about this. I know usually when, you know, the guy comes on to share the, the media, it's just the straight notes here. But here's my thing, man. I, I honestly feel like with tonight was really Malone's sort of flaws. Like his flaws work in his favor or his like traits work in his flavor, favor. But, you know, he clearly trusts guys like Faku who do things that he values so much, which are what he just mentioned, hustling on defense, giving it that effort. But they're also, and then doesn't value, you know, a guy like Bones, you're making mistakes like tough love, this or that. But there is ripple effects to this. And teams, and I think I, I mentioned this the other day, I think Ty Lu is the one who invented this new defense. If you recall, the Nuggets played the, the Clippers a couple weeks back, and they really fronted Denver the way they did in this game. And it yep. was a dog all the way to the end. Other teams since then have really started to do this, where they'll front Jokic and they'll try to run guys off the line. And when teams start to do this, you really have to punish them. Like, whatever the other flaws are, you have to be able to punish them from the three-point line. And if not from the three-point line, you have to be able to attack closeouts and get to the basket. And Denver just has guys, in my opinion, guys on the court who can't do that. So to me, tonight, you know, when I hear Michael Malone say, hey, well, he was cut for the defensive issue, 
I look at that and I say, well, you give up 60 in the second half when he didn't play. You give up 30, you yeah. know, in the first when he did. Sometimes I, I think the uh, calibration is off there and what, what is being valued on that front. Yeah, Even totally. Totally. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I was just thinking back to the stretch. We talked about this earlier, but when LA went to that 2-3 zone late in the third, beginning of the fourth, and the Nuggets just stuck with the same lineup and they kept missing shots and turning it over. And it's not like that group was getting stops. No. They were getting anything but that. They were allowing well, easy buckets. Yeah. And that was against the sec- Denver's second unit. What's funny, because teams won't go zone you know, against Jokic. Right. It, w- it was the only stretch of the second half where Jokic was out of the game. But the way they are defending, and it's not, by the way, like I said, I think Ty Lue and the Clippers sort of invented this defense or kind of highlighted that this is where Denver really struggles. But when teams do that, it almost has the same effect of a zone. They're sitting sitting on the paint and then running out at the three-point line. And Denver, like, I mean, there's just nobody, even at their best, Rivers, Faku, like those guys are just not going to knock down enough shots and they're not going to be able to attack the basket. If you sell out on closing out on them, they're not going to punish you by getting all the way to the rim and dunking on you the way Reggie Jackson did tonight. So it's just it's frustrating. I think here's where I said Michael Malone had some barbs, though. Another line he said, we had a lot of guys running away from the ball in big moments tonight, which I found really, really interesting. Because, again, Denver is not – the guy, as much as we're ragging on Faku and ragging on Austin Rivers and ragging on, uh, you know, whoever plays guard tonight, those guys aren't as bad as they were from the three-point line. And when he says guys are running away from big moments, one, he's right. But two, why? Why is the entire team all of a sudden playing tight and afraid to shoot? I, it's a trend, and and it's a reason Denver has now been outscored in the second half. I think it's like 17 straight times or something like that. 17 <laughs> That's straight wild. Games yeah, that jives with the eye test. That for is sure. wild. Yeah. Um, and then after the asked about why he didn't call a timeout on that final play, he said there was no point. The team wasn't executing anyway. If we would have called a timeout, they would have just screwed up the play. So, oh, well, that's that's one way to look at it. So he just didn't. So he just quit. Like, but this is what I this is what I mean about Malone started the presser by taking blame and then kind of moved into you know obviously pointing blame a lot of different directions. So I think he's first of all, I think it's fair. I mean, he is he is not wrong about these things, but it also. It just shows you the frustration. I mean, there's probably a point in trying, you know? Like, for example, I'm going to check my notes here. Winning the game? <laughs> right, right. Is that a point? That's a hell of a quote. Uh, so, Jokic also spoke. He said it's a bad loss for us, of course. We were up 25. But it is what it is. Um, he's asked about why this is a constant trend. He said, maybe we relax. I don't know. When we make four threes, it's really hard for us. And when we have four turnovers, it's really hard for us to win. Um, and then when he was asked about the season and dealing with the frustration of the season, he said, I know, I know it's going to be like that, especially because we're missing players. COVID happens. We're missing coach. I think everything is normal. Actually. I know personally, we're going to win some tough games and we're going to lose some easy games, uh, or games we're supposed to win. (sighs) So Jokic very calm, cool and collected afterwards for whatever it's worth. Um, but just kind of saying like, Hey, mentally I was prepared for this. Like this is the season that. We, nothing's going to make sense. There's going to be no traction. Um, yeah. And he says that's basically our season right now. Sometimes we are good. Sometimes we are bad. Um, <laughs> Remember Jokic's quote on media day, I think? Somebody asked him, like, how do you feel coming into this season about the team? And he's like, we might be good. We might be bad. I might be really good. I might be bad. I don't know. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Might be his best season. Might be his worst. We don't know. Who's to say? Yeah. 
Um, he did credit Ty Lue. He said their coaches did a really good job offensively and def defensively. They made some tough uh, shots and they made some easy shots down the stretch. But uh, he, he credited their scheme with um, with complicating things and mucking it up. So, Yeah, teams are going to keep throwing that scheme at the Nuggets until Denver proves it can beat it and beat a good team while yeah. while that team's throwing. I mean, the Nuggets' best wins as of late are the over the Kings and the Rockets, you know. I, I just keep coming back to, I mean, it, I know all of our takes right now are going to be a and little frustrating. I mean, look, first of all, if you do, to your point here, Harrison, the Nuggets don't have a good win. If you kind of just go through, they don't have a good win since the Miami game at Miami. I think that was a good win, even though they were without Jimmy Butler. That was on November 29th. You know, since then, they beat the Knicks, who are not very good. They beat the New Orleans, who's not very good. San Antonio, Washington, Atlanta, the Clippers previously. I think the Warriors win was probably a good one, even though they were down Draymond in that game. Then they get yeah. Houston, Sacramento, Oklahoma City. Like, none of these wins are really statement wins. You know, there's not a really a statement win over the last month and a half or so. And to me, that's a little bit concerning. But more concerning to me is, we mentioned this the other day, Bones Highland, I think, needs to be a big part of this team. They just need a skill set. Like, he, I know he was terrible tonight, but they need what it is right. that he provides. And I'm worried that his basketball IQ looks to be going getting worse. I used, he has not looked good in that regard. And more importantly, his confidence, and not just his, but a lot of guys' confidence seems to be going the other way. And I look at that, and I think this is a team that's very tight right now for, for, um, you know, I mean, for whatever I, reason. Like ties in tightening up, you mean, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, tightening up. I mean, you when you watch that game slipping away in the third quarter and then yep. obviously in the fourth, I I had no confidence that somebody was going to shoot them out of it. Maybe yes. Jokic, but I didn't think like, you know, hero Austin Rivers, this was what he needed. He's, he's due any day now. I was like, nope, this is not changing. They're going to miss I, and miss and miss, and it's going to keep going this way. Adam, I have a question. Uh, the Nuggets went 4 of 33 in this game, and they closed with pretty much three guards, like in, in their, their yep. big closing. Um what lineup would you have went with or why do you think he went with the, those guys? I mean, there's no question that it was trust. I mean, the, if you look at who he went with, it was guys he trusts, right? It had almost nothing to do with did the pieces fit together. It's, I don't trust this guy. I don't trust that guy. I don't trust this guy. I'm going to go with just the guys that I feel the most, you know, um, <laughs> the most trust in. And, and unfortunately, while I understand that line of thinking, I think it also, I think the other, the, the roster knows he, who he trusts and who he does not. And the guys he does not trust are the guys they need desperately to make shots. And I just think it's tough right now when you know your coach doesn't have trust in you, you know your teammates don't have trust in you. To me, that's what I'm watching right now with some mm. of these guys. Yeah. Anything else, man? This is a tough one. I mean, the Clippers, I don't think, are going to be competing with the Nuggets in the standings. That On the show yesterday, we highlighted their really rough January. But nonetheless, this is one of the teams that are right there in the standing. This was a gimme. This was a three-game win streak right before a homestand. Like, this was a game that, to me, was actually pretty important. And to lose it when you're up by that much, um, that's really concerning. The Nuggets have to find a way to start trusting more guys. And, they have to, and those guys have to reward that trust by playing a lot better than they did in the first half. Yeah. Well said. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Oh, Great notes. Adam, Adam, really quick before you go, where would you, uh, where was Jokic on the sexy meter tonight? Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, even better question. Adam Mares has been sequestered, cut off from the world for a week now. Let's rate Adam Mars as sexy oh, right man. now. Look based at my on hair. I know <laughs> he's got a little bit. He's got a little bit of like uh, when Saddam Hussein was discovered uh, in a hole. 
Uh, <laughs> right, that's probably a good time for us to get out of here. That probably seems like a good Yeah, cue. whenever uh, <laughs> the host of the show gets compared to Saddam. It's probably time. Back, back, back on Tuesday, and I can't wait for it. Back on Tuesday. I'll see All you guys right. then. We'll see you then, man. Tuesday. Wow. A lot of interesting quotes there from Michael Malone. Um, the one where he said that like this loss will keep him up for weeks and – most players, and when they come to LA, are just concerned about where they're going out tonight. That's that's a classic one. I, I think what's going to stick with me is there was no point. Right. Right. I mean, why would I call a timeout just because we can't execute tonight? I mean, I have. Yeah, we all feel the same way about tonight. And I'm look. You know, some people say like you guys aren't very critical of Malone. I I have been very outwardly and publicly defensive of Malone. Just tonight was just not very oh, good. Dude, tonight people, was we, just we are or are not whatever people want or don't. Want I know, us to I know, be. I know. We don't ever talk about. No, we I'm just never saying. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> I said all that to say like I'm not all of a sudden switching my brand to like he's horrible. But just tonight was just <laughs> so bad, and that quote is so bad. Yeah, it, that that is bad. So, oh, it's the worst. It, like, when, yeah, you're like oh. Eh, who cares? Yeah. Meanwhile, we do. We have to fucking talk about this for an hour. Malone, you have to talk to Adam Mares for five minutes. We have to talk about what decisions you made or didn't make for an hour. <laughs> That's right, the well, point. <laughs> I don't think we want to talk about this game anymore. Should we get to a uh, little around the association? Uh, uh, there we one. go. There's one we got to hit. There we go. Let's start in Toronto where there are no fans. But there is a mascot in the arena, <laughs> oh the only God. fan in the building. Um, <laughs> Devin Booker does not like double teams and pickup, and he doesn't like mascots distracting him on free throws either. This is the softest clip in the history of the NBA. <laughs> that Devin Booker, look at this, he's raising his arm. Come on, bro. <laughs> what the hell? Can you imagine? Hold on, they literally Ref. don't have fans? No, no, they don't have any fans no. right now. They literally just have a mascot. Why don't they have fans? Because COVID. Of COVID. I did pandemic. not know that for one. For two, well, it's I was trying to think about why, why he was so upset, and it's because he went four of thirteen from the field. When you have a, a, a horrible game, you have to like go for something. Like you just have to have yeah. something to be upset about. Like he's seen hundreds of thousands of fans waving their hands and mm. a mascot. I know. Like it is. It's true. And you, yeah, he's deflecting. Like me, I've had a pretty bad show. So I went after Adam there at the end. Devin <laughs> Booker was so upset. Yeah, in that a, yeah, like Booker looks like he it's just hilarious. got like cheap shotted by yeah. Markeith Morris or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he's throwing a Dude, fit because a stupid so little bad. raptor mascot <laughs> is <laughs> jumping around behind Dude, the hoop. You know how like <laughs> you know like snitch taggers on Twitter and stuff will always be like. Uh, Oh, you're going to call them soft? But, like, you're a blogger. This is one time I feel I have my two legs firm on the ground. Yeah. That is soft. That's, That's soft. the softest. That is so soft. That's the softest thing I've ever And then the, the double team thing. Yeah. Devin yeah. Booker. Yeah. Do you like to play? We're just game? trying to work on our games tonight, bro. <laughs> We're not trying to look at mascots. <laughs> oh, man. Thousands of people screaming and banging noise sticks. Part of the game. Yeah. One mascot dressed as a dinosaur. <laughs> get this dude the out. De Devin Booker get just gets more upset about a mascot jumping around than losing a game. I'm sure. Uh, uh, in uh, Washington tonight, the Wizards beat the Thunder, but we've got some drama. Uh oh. I believe it was Montrez Harrell and Contavious Caldwell Pope 
they got into a fight apparently with each other in the locker room about who is the worst Laker. <laughs> I saw. I don't. I don't know who reported it, guys. So I, I wish I could attribute it, but I did see an excerpt. Apparently, they both swung and neither landed. That's the least surprising news. Of the is night. it possible? Uh, is it possible? The Thunder mascot walked by in the locker room, enraging them both, and they're actually both mad at the mascot, but took uh, it out of one another. Is that well, possible? No, that could it's a whole different team. But KCP <laughs> probably just realized he's probably on probation. There's no reason to punch. Uh, okay, uh, guys, the Warriors lost to the Grizzlies. I feel like Steph Curry's losing a little bit of a grasp on the MVP here, which it felt like he had locked up a couple weeks ago. But um, Clay Thompson looked pretty solid again. That's awesome. So, but they lost. And, for the, and uh, Steph went two of nine from three points. That's what I'm saying. Like he is starting like to come his down. MVP down to earth is a slipping bit. away a little bit. The Grizzlies just don't lose. Um, they don't lose anymore. They also beat all of the good teams. Yeah, they God win all it. those. Nuggets games. don't have a lot of great wins. The, Nug- the Grizzlies <sighs> have a lot of really good. A wins. lot of good wins. Uh, let's see. New Orleans beat Minnesota. What? Yeah, Minnesota is, was good. That is a good one. Like. Brandon Ingram had a nice night. He had a okay. game winner. He had a, oh, a buzzer. Game winner. He had a, a deep buzzer. Beater. Another former Laker oh, yeah. in the news. A legit buzzer beater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chicago blew out the Pistons. Dude, no, they Lord. didn't blow out the Pistons. They blew out the Say goddamn score. Pistons. Say the score, Win. <laughs> One thirty-three to eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. They won by more points than the Clippers scored in the first half. Yeah. Before winning their game. <laughs> oh man. And that's it. Uh, we do have one more clip from the Nuggets game that I wanted to get to. I, I, I did send it to Kale a little while ago if he could bring it up. So Marcus Morris cheap shot at Austin Rivers in this game. Least surprising thing that <laughs> happened tonight. Yeah. Uh, less surprising than the Nuggets blowing a 25-point lead. Look at Jokic stare down Marcus Morris here. <laughs> like, Jokic was ready to start some shit. Yeah, that's a guy that's like, don't look this way. If that... it. If that like leveled up to anything, don't else. you even dare look this way, because <laughs> yeah. I'll come over there. That's, that was that, that yeah. type of. That's like off. when the parent is glaring their child down from the other side of the room. It's like, don't you dare start something. Yeah, right yeah now. Yoke's just like, I dare you to come here and yeah. turn your back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that was a man. This tonight sucks. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to watch f- it, huh? You guys want to go fight each other physically to just try and get some of these bad feelings out? I, I want to go get mad at a mascot. Yeah. Let's hit the super super chats. chats. Thank you very much, Kale. I almost forgot. We've got David coming in here. Where is Faku in post game show? Is Malone not coaching this? Because he said the Faku should be here because if Malone was coaching this, he would have put Faku on the post game show. (laughs) That's That's the joke. But he's, yeah. it's a joke about... Yeah, we, we led talking about Faku, but yeah. We would have started Faku over Adam, probably. He's just saying, why is Faku not on the set? Right. If we're talking about guys alone trust, Faku would be on the show. This next one looks fun. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, let's see here. Hit us with it. David Roth. <laughs> as long as you are introducing homoeroticism, homoeroticism into, into your, your brand, you should probably rank the hottest nuggets off, one through 15. Can, can, let me field this. We no, not, Eric, don't. <laughs> we're not introducing homoeroticism. We are reprising it. It has long been part of our look, brand. Look, if, if you, again, if the foundation are, if of what we do here. jumping into the show late, Michael Malone pregame said <laughs> Nikola Jokic is not sexy. 
He is very sexy. So Before I knew Vote, all I knew him as was a guy on Twitter that talked about men's calves. This is not something new for us. We've been here. Where have you been? By the way, on that note, winter is rough for me. Everyone's covered up. Oh, sorry, bro. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on. Not Kodak. Not Kodak. <laughs> David, can you all create a channel that plays the five games Jokic? Eight Martin games, David. Porter. We're all healthy and yes. run it 24-7. I, I actually think it was only five because Murray missed some of those games. Yeah, that's right. But the eight. Smuggest but the, that, those, it, there was eight right. beautiful games. Even without Murray, things were beautiful. The Smuggets were born. The curse was born also. It was the beginning of our demise, but I've never been happier. Yeah. <laughs> Chase it all back to the uh, I would smuggets. watch that channel. Oh, yeah. my God, yes. I would watch that channel. Uh, Brad Cooley, who is to blame for us continually blowing leads? All of them. Coaching, the players, combination. All I just don't get how you can be an NBA coach player and have this happen so damn consistently. I don't get it either, Brad. I don't get it either. I think Malone deserves a lot of blame tonight. Everybody. The players also deserve a lot of blame as well because they, other than Aaron Gordon, you know, nobody played well tonight. Nobody no. played well. Uh, do we have one more? Is that it? One more. One more. One more super chat from Sean Ingram. <laughs> yeah. The sexy meter and some light shade dispensary products have improved my evening dramatically Hell after yeah, being dude. filled with rage. Cheers, lads. That's, That's what, why that, we're here. That man started off cold fish stew. You know where he ended up? Hot to trot. <laughs> hot to trot. All of you guys in the comments, you're all hot to trot. Oh, you're, you're the hottest hot to trot. Chad trot was great tonight. I have to say, after a terrible loss, you, you, guys, were pretty, you guys were pretty good tonight. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, I got to say, there was us. a lot of anger in the chat, but a lot of catharsis. Yeah, it wasn't directed at us, so that's cool. Yeah, some of it was a little directed at us. You know what, guys? We can take it. You know why? know why? Because we're here for you, and we're here for two reasons. Watch the Denver Nuggets and to put homoerotic graphics on that's the screen. Right, I was a little worried about what the second one <laughs> was going to be. Okay, that seems like a good note to end on. Thank you guys for watching tonight. Thanks for sticking with us, even after the Worst of the worst losses this season. Let's freaking go. Yeah. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Talk to you guys then. Guys, if you're looking for a really good alternate to traditional coffee, check out StravaCraftCoffee.com. There you can purchase some StravaCraft coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that's really changing lives. CBD can lead to less neck pain, back pain. It can help you with arthritis, IBS, aches and pains, migraines. CBD has been proven to help with a lot of that stuff. And StravaCraft Coffee just tastes really good as well. So go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. If you're a first-time customer, use the code DNVR25. You're going to save 25% off your purchase of StravaCraft Coffee. You can also get a StravaCraft Coffee subscription. Get your coffee delivered to you. You can get that at StravaCraftCoffee.com. If you're a returning StravaCraft Coffee customer, make sure to use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your purchase from StravaCraftCoffee.com every single time.